Women travel better in pairs, whether it's around the world, down the street, or everyday life. Meet life adventurers and crazy-ass Cape Cod mothers. Stephanie Viva, local radio host, mother of five, two rescue dogs, 12 chickens, homesteading on a quarter-acre lot. Lisa Bates, travel author, mother of three teenagers, including twin boys, one big dumb lab, and living on her own cul-de-sac palace. Women travel better in pairs. Hello, it's Lisa and Stephanie. Welcome back to Women Travel Better in Pairs. Chesapeake Bay, the 48-hour adventure that we had. Quite a time. <laughs> it is so good to be back. It was so good to travel. Right. We had quite a little adventure for ourselves in just the 48 hours. Well, it was April vacation, and so we ended up getting a driver out of the deal, <laughs> your husband. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> but it's funny to be the passenger in a car of married couple that has been together for a long time, to be in the back seat of listening to their <laughs> driving habits. Our better in pairs moments. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the way. Which way is it? No, that's not the way. Uh, no. Which no, it's it? that he doesn't listen the first time you say it. Yeah. It's like oblivion. I'm like, I said turn left on 686. What? We all know. We all we know how that goes. Dukes of Hazard moment only one time. Oh, I and know. Then, and then after he jumped off the highway real quick that he did try and kill us on the way there. But I mean, those two times, Lisa. <laughs> we managed to make Not it to bad. the Chesapeake Bay. So. In a 10-hour trip. So it is 10 hours from Cape Cod to Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, and you know to so we learned some things. When you get off 95, you're not there yet. Oh, no. <laughs> you know. have a long way out to the peninsula. Well, that's just exactly it. It's because they've got the regions of the northern neck, which I had no idea that there were certain regions of the Chesapeake Bay area. And three significant peninsulas. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, so I'm learning things. We did learn a lot. Yeah. I know. Navigating around them to get into where we were staying at the Tides Inn was a little uh, interesting. Back roads. <laughs> All right, so I have to... Very rural. I have to throw my other plugs in for train travel. If you do go by train, uh, Richmond Station and Colonial Williamsburg Station, both we, uh, that I've been to, both are excellent, are only an hour away. Yeah. So if you wanted to take the train down, rent a car, and hop over, there's another option for you. Nearest airport is Richmond International Airport. So if you were flying down, same thing. Rent a car, you're in Richmond, drive over. Yeah, they do have like a little small landing pad in the... Um, in the water? No. <laughs> West, well, they've got that, too. The seaplanes we saw? The seaplanes that they're working on to the tides end. But right. They've got a small little airport right near the Westmoreland State Park. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. There's okay. a little pad. So maybe you can maybe get a chopper, a little one, a something. <laughs> I don't think those are our travelers, but okay. <laughs> hey, however you want to get there, there are options. Also, the bus is also an option. So I want to thank Jim Guta. Jim is our friend that we met on our very first 48-hour trip to Chicago. Yeah. And so now almost two years later, and he reached out to us and invited us down. And thank you, Jim. It was fantastic. It is truly a treasure. Yeah, he's working with the Enchantment Group that picked up the Tides Inn, which has been there well before that. I mean, the people there have worked there or have a family member that have worked there forever. I believe it converted in 1947. The stories are incredible. Yeah. I think at one point we both looked at each other and we we're like, this is the modern version of Dirty Dancing. It really was. <laughs> That's what the resort reminded me of. It did. It had such a cool family feel. Mm -hmm. It was it was beautiful. All right, so let's back up. You pull up to the place, yeah. and there's the bikes, and you check in. Southern hospitality just jumps out the door at you. Yeah. Couldn't do enough for us, from our luggage to let me get your room ready. But then when you walk in the lobby and just look straight that out, view. 
that's what stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is this is an incredible place. Bobby, with the view, it may be small, but that view packs a punch. And it is absolutely gorgeous. And it just spills right out onto their porch with the Adirondack chairs overlooking the, the little creek in which it is in. Carter's so, Creek. Yes. <laughs> to be specific. Um, no, but then, you know, just every... You just felt really at home. It felt very comfortable. And everyone was there to help you. There wasn't a moment where they weren't, you know, oh, could we get you anything? Would you like water? You know, I just, I felt like I walked into someone's mansion that they owned and I was an invited guest for the weekend, you know, and I felt so welcome. And that is not normally what you feel in a, in a hotel or resort. every person that we met there has a story that is around the inn. So that was pretty incredible. We went over to the Fish Hawk restaurant at dinner. Sophie waited on us and she said she had been there the prior owners and then was telling us stories about people that had worked there that are 80 years old and still working there and they were the original butter girls and i was like what what is a butter girl I, we had to ask i'm like <laughs> butter girl okay that was their job was to butter hot bread for right? people how cool is that <laughs> well we had our lancaster lemonades and um yeah. we we chatted up a storm also found out that it was almost by accident it was a farm and the original owners were not too sure about running an inn but it was a safe harbor for so many of the boats traveling back and forth that yeah. they realized hey they might need a good meal and they might need you know a place to stay yeah. um, and with prohibition they had like wooden lockers that are still in the dining room they're the Very coolest cool. thing yeah. um, that you could stash your alcohol in there you go stash my booze I'm stand out here nobody <laughs> and, needs to know nothing <laughs> you no longer need to stash your booze <laughs> right we've got plenty of it for you <laughs> exactly and plenty of oysters they do so we got um, we, the red carpet was rolled out. We got to meet one of the people, Joni Carter, from their Oyster Academy. We got to meet Will Smiley, who is their resident ecologist, which you don't normally have an ecologist on staff. But no. They're he- really working the land in this environmental project along with it. And then Marston, Marston Smith, was fantastic with us, telling us how his grandfather was a bellhop there. I know. Everyone has the sweetest stories, and they were all so happy to work there. Yeah. That was another thing that was absolutely apparent in everyone we talked to. Yeah, so if you want to hear happy their place. stories, we will add them um, for you to, to listen to and hear what they've got a part of in the, the Tides In story, because I feel like the story continues. And the Enchantment Group is doing a really good job of making this resort a space where you don't need to leave. You can just go and stay there. And we've talked to Jim Guton. I'd love to talk to him again about that's what's in post-COVID-19 life is people want to go someplace where they don't have to leave. You've got the same people that you're around and you've, you know, made your little bubble of vacation. It's a little bit more comfort. It was a wonderful mix of everyone. Couples, lots of families, more families than yeah, I anticipated. Right. Children running around, but in a nice way. They're playing bocce. There's a giant lawn. Um, they have everything. Mm-hmm. The, all the water activities, paddleboard, which we did not do. We That's a not. previous episode we'll yep. talk about another yep. time. But we did take a nice sunset cruise with Captain Jean, who brought us everywhere, and the smell of wisteria blooming. I still am thinking about because it was so 
magical to me. It was beautiful. The yeah. sunset was beautiful. The wine was terrific. We um, They also have tennis, pickleball. There's a nine-hole golf course. Lots of activities. And then the bikes are ready for you to go into town, <laughs> the tiny little town that's there. <laughs> the town that fell out of a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it really did. It, every Hallmark movie ever was filmed if in this you town. you The Good Witch on Hallmark, then you definitely know that <laughs> is this town. And so we were just walking around the town. It was pouring rain. We didn't care. No, we had just, a, you know, checking out a store and one of the stores that we stopped in was like oh you don't have reservations for lunch I'll call and make reservations for lunch like who does that for you <laughs> and we literally had to walk another 200 yards and who we were at the you? vine right yeah. Is it called? yeah really cute yeah, place cute great food bar yep. interesting little menu all like little specials and snacks to go along with your wine tasting I had a wine I had never tasted before I thought it was just incredible the little side um excursion that we had we went over <laughs> and we went to the dog and oyster which is a brand new budding winery um that is being run by one of the best winemakers in virginia and apparently a great place to ride the tides in bikes too yes. unfortunately it was raining for yes. us jim or else we would have taken care of that <laughs> <laughs> but he apparently has some stories about his bike trip i did donuts around the parking lot it was fine i enjoyed it <laughs> don't forget to check out our website we have all the pictures and video of those things i just love the hospitality angle i i don't know whether it's just virginia in particular or this area everyone was so helpful full kind directing oh it, if we don't have it you go ahead and have it you know i feel as if us new englanders kind of oh no i'm gonna keep all my good secrets to myself right or they're like oh we'll try this or go here or they might have more oysters for you we got to the dog and oyster we had fried oysters your husband and i because you're not an oyster fan I'm not. and they were rich and delicious and the gentleman was telling us about another restaurant we could go to uh yeah. miroir and go over there and do you know what miroir and tiroir is and so we, we got do good, now i know we got a good <laughs> education on them fancy words that people um explain their palettes of from the ocean to the land land is tirwa ocean is mirwa there you go you learned something now spell it i'm just kidding <laughs> trust me it's marior i had to look it up like seven times to remember and it's just one of those things i was like i can't even google it if i don't know how to start to spell it oh my gosh <laughs> so i know now so if you do travel there with a family, there is plenty of activity. All of the activities that are at the resort and then a quick walk downtown or a bike downtown. And then we discovered the Compass. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The Compass Recreational Facility. Oh, yeah. They have everything. Go-karts, miniature golf, batting cages. That's all outside. A bar. Uh, a bar, which we did not see until the end. So note to self, it's tucked away on the left Lisa when you walk I in. We really enjoyed taking pictures of the mannequins that were showing us how to put our mask on properly. <laughs> oh, you got to have a good time. But then indoors, I have terrific pictures and video of Stephanie... Um, Zip lining. Thank you. I just lost the word. Zip lining. Three stories up in this building. Anisha, she's their safety um, coordinator over at the Compass Entertainment Complex. And it, she's fantastic. She was great. And a blast and patient as anything. 
<laughs> she got me to be a ninja warrior. I am not into the open air zip lighting, but I will go in something that has a cage. <laughs> yeah, so now as movie theaters are starting to open up, they've got one of those and all kinds of great entertainment that I've never seen in any other place before. It's really a massive place that is very, very unexpected in this area. Yeah. And so if you're anywhere, in the, if you're within an hour's drive of this, it is well worth your totally time. Totally worth going. You could spend six, eight, eight hours there and not cover all of the, the activities. The cars alone, I've never seen it. It's almost like an inner space. It, like you flip around in a circle inside of the bumper car. Yeah. It was so cool. I, I, I've never seen it anywhere. Plus all the regular arcade games, yeah. food, all the whole nine yards. So definitely a family-friendly place through and through. Yeah, and if you're looking for something to do in the rain on a rainy day, there you go. You <laughs> keep the kids very busy and very active. We also got to get out in the town, so... Are we going to take a break or are we going to just jump in and what we what we did in that area in the Chesapeake Bay area? That is some of the stuff that is around the Tides Inn. But as far as the Tides Inn Resort, I was very impressed with the amount of activities and a full slate of things going on there all the time. It's hopping. Yes. Yes. I mean, we could have taken a pottery class, mm -hmm. taken a cooking class. Um, they have special guests come in and do cooking classes. Um, it was just incredible. When you when you walk out there, you're just bombarded with things to do. I mean, they have a man-made beach yeah. down by the pool, which is, it was just gorgeous. Yeah. You know, with the Adirondack chairs, fire next pits. to the fire pits, next to the, right next to the boathouse, which had the paddle boards mm -hmm. and a, a kayaks. Anything you needed was right there. What's a little one that when you put two people in, you pedal like crazy and you go nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's a paddle boat as far as the I'm paddle concerned. boat yeah that's what that's called yeah I was watching this this family like buzz around in and out of the the boats parked in the harbor their little dock area yeah and it was cute well, it was really fun boater, you can also pull up and dock there for a fee I guess they charge you per the length of your boat is I, what he said and that was one of the most incredible moments I was watching because it was pretty foggy and I'm doing my morning show and I look out and here comes this gorgeous sailboat gorgeous yeah. rolling in like it belongs in, in the Fagawi race. And I'm like, ooh, what is that? And they just docked up and hung out there for a few days I know. and waited out the bad weather that was coming in. Pretty neat. I'm standing down on the dock texting her going, look outside. And she's like, I already did. I'm like, look outside now. Right? And I'm like waving to her from the dock. I was wondering where you were, but you were behind that big oak tree that was kind of like right in the middle. And I was like, it's I don't so know what pretty. she wants me to do here. We watched a lot concert under that oak tree yeah. you know just sat in the adirondacks after dinner and they yeah. had live music i mean there's just so much going on it's it sounds like a, you know like a rambling activity list but that's what it really is and that they're going to flesh out more activities as things get safer and more um ability to open up i know that will the resident ecologist is working on all kinds of programs for the kids to see the wildlife that is inside the creek and learn about all of that stuff, which is great. Yes. I like a little educational component to the kids playing bocce ball on the lawn, you know? They've got to get their physical activity in, but using their brain makes me happy also. And they definitely have that for an option for you at yes. the Tides Inn. Definitely listen to the um, the series we did, um, the sort of Oyster Chronicles and everything about the Tides Inn, because um, I love what they're doing about people, planet, and profit. It, yeah. In that order. And mm -hmm. I thought, 
everyone needs to take a page out of this book because exactly. they are they have an award-winning staff I mean award-winning but their staff love being there yep. that's a plus they're taking care of their people they're taking care of the people that visit they're taking care of the planet by their reconstruction and you have to hear them explain this multi-million dollar project and plantings that are native to the area and you know it's so important and eventually they will make a profit from that and but that isn't their primary concern out of the gates and right and that was just amazing to hear when you go out there I get up early in the morning I go out I've never heard it was like I'll, I'll post the video it, it's a cacophony is that the right word a yes, cacophony of sound of birds you know and then found out that the, the cardinals I was seeing all over the place is the state bird right if you needed to know that about Virginia <laughs> now you do I learned but, a lot about Virginia and I had no preconceived uh, expectations about this I will never say Resort. I will never say water the same way again. No, without no thinking Waterman. of the watermen. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to forget it. No. Thank you very much, Miss Joni Carter, the director of activities at the Academy of Oysters. <laughs> you can sit there and learn everything about oysters, eat them, learn how to shuck them, and leave with a full belly and a smile on your face. Now that's a good day. Lisa's going, not for me. I don't like oysters. <laughs> if you don't like oysters, there's plenty of good days for you, too. I had two of full days of them. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you scratched for oysters. We'll I did. We'll talk about that coming up yes. in just a little bit as we flesh out our 48 hours in the Chesapeake Bay area. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking about Lisa Hull, our director of all things activities in that area. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending the entire day with us right. and giving us the tourism, you know, your tourism job gold became gold star. <laughs> yes. We went and did a little bit of everything and learned again so much. So here we go with our visit to about an hour away from the Tides Inn. Yeah. So that morning we got up and we hurried up to another boat. We had spent the evening on our sunset cruise. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then we got the informational cruise aboard the Bay Quest with Captain Dave, who was so fantastic about everything. He knew all the gossip in town. He knew where the good boats were. He knew what everybody was doing. Like You want an insider on the water to tell you this is what they're up to. This is what they're up to. His boat was fantastic. So well equipped to do the educational pieces that he does he out there. It's a Coast Guard boat. And he, that's what he does. He takes... Whether it's kids or fishing trips or however he gets out on that water, you got to make your, your life. That's how he gets it done. Yep. Educational trips is what he loves to do with kids aboard. And uh, he really explains the whole oystering from start to finish. And by the way, he is driving the boat from the back. Mm -hmm. The steering wheel was <laughs> in the back right corner. And I couldn't for the life of me understand. I thought he was just rolling in a rope. And I'm like, are you driving from well, back I here? I felt right at home because my uncle was master chief in the Coast Guard. And that was definitely a Coast Guard boat that he had retrofitted. <laughs> and he was driving yes. from the backside. He had everything <laughs> custom made. And um, we were given the opportunity to rake and pull in our own oysters and yeah. drop them up there. We and saw some baby shrimp. <laughs> I ate an oyster right from the Potomac. That Slurped was it down. Amazing. Yes. Yes. My husband even backed out of that one. <laughs> he was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. It's 9 a.m. And he brought the Old Bay, which, by the way, Lisa has never heard of Old Bay. I love Old Bay. How did I not know what that was? I don't know either. But it is such a Southern thing. And I, I thought maybe because my girlfriend is in Charleston and they do the low country boil. 
<laughs> as they like to refer well, to it. I first heard it at the fish hawk at the Tides Inn. Yeah. She said, do you want Old Bay on your fries? And I kind of looked at her like, she said spices. And I That's said, That's good, guys. <laughs> By the way, throw some Old Bay so on your fries. So good. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll try that. And then it became a thing. Yeah. I'm like, what is this Old Bay thing? Yep. You're like, you know. I know. I'm going to get some. Seafood. So the crabs weren't quite ready when we were out there. They were doing their molt, and we got all of the different molts and the, um, what the heck is it? The... How they mate. We, we got all kinds of great <laughs> yeah. stories from Captain Dave. <laughs> because he has to teach 12-year-olds about this. So I already was like, this has got to be a fun well, conversation. The incredible part of the Northern Neck is it's so close to Maryland. Yes. And the feeding grounds are kind of all explained. Well, he knows exactly where which creek enters, which bun begins, and where the Chesapeake Bay actually is, where the Potomac is. And it all kind of seemed like one to me. Yeah. <laughs> he would point and I'd say, that's a big lot of water. Water we're right, looking that, at that's all i know but so, there were some serious lines drawn in the sand between maryland and virginia about oh, yes. who's grabs and who's i mean rules rules yes so lots of uh, ocean rules there and and uh we learned a little bit about them when Lisa and I took our trip to Portland, but I guess it gets a little even oh, hairier yeah. down in the Chesapeake Bay area. <laughs> Them's a fighting words down there. I know. So Lisa <laughs> brought us aboard the Bay Quest, and that was a great day. I got a little bit of a sunburn. I should have taken a, a nod from Captain Dave slathering on his SPF and hats. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we got to pull out some real oysters from the bottom and taste them and see that this was a real oyster, not a diploid or a triploid, which, by the way, are like farmed oysters and they don't reproduce and they make the same size. It was an oyster education and a half. And then we went to an oyster farm and mm -hmm. pulled up and just watched the process from afar. Yeah. And I mean, I just I videoed the sound of all those shells yes. being thrown onto a conveyor belt by like 10 men in a room. And it was just it's unbelievable. Well, and then how they return those shells to exactly. the beds, which is what that we learned ecologically is what needs to be done yeah, to keep the, the water clean. So stop making those paintings and Christmas tree ornaments. The shells need to go back in the water. Clean. The oysters need them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our sea adventure that we begin the morning off with. And then Lisa took us to some local food trucks, which I absolutely loved. Loved them. Loved the fire truck. Yeah. Loved the, what was it? The stinking yellow. Oh, you're going to have to cut this. Another fun name truck. <laughs> Right, Anyways. but we got to see the, the food trucks where the locals eat, and that's where you want to eat. You know exactly. what I mean? Your husband had a crab cake sandwich, and I was so jealous. I was so, oh, I looked over. He and never like, came up for air. Why did I not order? I had such food envy. I was like, I want that crab cake sandwich. And she then took us on a great tour of uh, the Northern Neck. Uh, we went over to Montrose, which is a cute little downtown area. Yeah. Um, really rebuilding, really cool murals on I the buildings. the murals. And then we found out about the old Coca-Cola factory in town, yes. which, by the way, is for sale. But I guess Montrose was the first time that ginger ale, the recipe for the original ginger ale for Coca-Cola, was made right there. And that's where it came from. So I was like, 
like, huh, I want some local ginger ale. Right. I hope somebody brings back the original recipe. Yeah, they took it off. It. Took it off the menu. Went the way of Tab and a few other of their yeah. products. But um, that I was heard a good little folklore kind of cool yes. thing. It was pretty neat. So then we went out to an histor- a historic site, a rebuild, which I'm going to say it wrong. It is Minokin. Minokin. And Clarissa, and the only reason why I remember her name is because Clarissa explains it all, explained the whole part about Minokin to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the home of Francis Lightfoot Lee, who was the signer of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yes, he was. So that's why I was watching it, and it, I love the way that they're setting up Minokin, because they're doing it in a fashion that has never, I've never seen it done before. Yeah, jump over to our website to see the pictures, but it is incredible. So it's essentially a ruin of the mm-hmm. house, but they're rebuilding it and structuring it so that you can walk through the ruin and they're going to use glass, the kind of glass that Apple uses on their phones, which I thought was kind of cool. They've been doing this for 30 years now, waiting to get the right products, the right pieces in place. You're going to be able to walk through and see the ruin, like see the layers of insulation, shells, you know, the floor, how it was made. That's what the joists look like. So, you know, you visit a lot of historic homes, which we'll talk about the great house in a minute, but getting to see what they look like behind the walls, like how they were built, I Mm -hmm. think is incredible. Yeah, really hair and oyster shells and just making their own concrete, which is why it didn't stand. (laughs) They had excavated all the rocks from the foundation, labeled all of them. They're in just these endless rows of bins of rocks. I thought the work that has gone in here is just amazing. Yeah, it really was very neat. I was glad that we got to see it because I had... Once again, no expectations. This is a rubble house in the woods. And then you get there and you're like, this is really very cool how they're using technology to preserve and then use this as a teaching spot. So I thought it was very neat. So if you are traveling with kids and we know that that's always, you're always looking for that place for them to run around. Mm -hmm. Um, There is Westmoreland State Park um, in Montrose. We didn't visit there. fossils. (laughs) But they're known for their fossils. The Miocene Um, era. So if you see those cliffs that we looked at when we we were staying at Stratford Hall. When we went for our jog. Yeah, oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so when you see those cliffs, that's where they've got a whole, like, whale head, like, fr- old fossils. That's and I very that, that cool. that was really, really cool. But we took another little historical turn off to um, George Washington's birthplace. Yep. And that's a neat little museum. It was free that day. Don't know if it's always free, but check that. The walking paths around it on the river are incredible. Beautiful. Picnic mm-hmm. spaces. So if you're just looking for a place to enjoy nature, take a nice long walk this was a great historical stop um he didn't live there very long but he was born there um so yeah so i loved that little history piece dropped in yeah, there and it really just is a pretty site to, to picnic and and hang out yeah it's beautiful we were brought to our the creme de la creme of the our visit <laughs> we went to stratford hall which is the home of the lee plantation yep and we got to stay in a period sort of period cabin um so it was kind of like going into your grandmother or great-grandmother's living room right they were the neatest little things with four five six bedrooms definitely haunted (laughs) we had a little fun that night because we were the only ones staying there stephanie was by herself on one side of the house and there's some sort of feel this is robert e lee's birthplace and you're thinking okay this is a piece of history and we'll have to leave it at that and the enslavement homes that were you know 20 yards away from where you're staying and you just kind of feel it 
Yeah. You know, that that old history that some something bad happened here, something good happened here, some weird things happened here. And it was the middle of the night and Lisa sends me a meme of that shit going backwards down the stairs. And she's like, was that you? Was that a ghost? And I'm like, I now am not going to sleep. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did eventually fall asleep reading about the history of Stratford Hall and everything that went ar- along with it. But it was absolutely beautiful. It was. We got to, um, she, you got to broadcast from there. Yeah. Um, and then we got to go for a nice walk jog. We saw a lot of wildlife when we right. were there. Yes, we did. I have, check definitely check our social for. Stephanie chasing gophers. Chasing gophers. <laughs> Lisa nearly stepping on a very large black snake. Um, but we got down to a grist mill that yeah, was that right was on neat. the river. I mean, just a beautiful place to walk around. Beautiful gardens. And then in the morning, we got to take a tour of the great house. And this is my favorite, favorite, favorite kind of tour because you wear the headphones and you're given a clicker and you Mm -hmm. walk up and you click and you listen to the little pre-recorded thing. And if you don't want to listen anymore, because sometimes it diverges into something you don't care about. I'm married to a history teacher. I know my my limits of listening to history. The extras, though, that they added about the specific enslaved peoples that were working there. And one of them had a daughter and the daughter was blind. And it was just an incredible story. It really was. And I loved how they made it about the enslavement people that that lived their whole lives yeah. on this specific area and what happened with the, the Lee family which is just kind of tragic and the mother kind of lost her mind yeah the whole yeah there's there's quite the story there near the cabin where we stayed I don't know if you got to see this but there was a monument to the burial ground of many of the enslaved people uh, yeah. workers of yeah. that plantation and it was really moving to just see sort of a rock with a plaque yeah and to think about what actually transpired there and right. what that memorial means and we have a history and yeah. that history is there and yeah. we need to learn from it and understand how that came to be even possible yeah you know because it just boggles my mind it in really this day that, and age right, that exactly. anyone would ever own anyone or you know have workers like that but um so it, it was really an incredible visit there was so much to learn we could have spent hours there yeah. you know there there really was and, and I really do enjoy that kind of tour that they really give you the highlights yeah. and you can move on to the next thing the barns the gardens everything overall our trip to the Chesapeake Bay was a mix of history boating oysters I feel like we checked a lot of a little bit of fun a little bit of bike riding a little great bit food of boat riding and yes I want to thank Angelo's restaurant for feeding us love a place that is cheap pizza specials has a bar inside of it has seafood and and your good old pie. <laughs> just went to the pie shop this morning, got a lot of nice pies. And I was like, I like pie. I'll have a piece of pie. <laughs> Southern hospitality to the max. Let's not forget that we also had great meals at the Tides Inn. Yes. Just to loop back around the Fish Hawk restaurant, my old bay. Yeah. Um, and the fine dining at and the Chesapeake Bay room. dining where I had avocado ice cream and felt very Brady-like. Yes, but you made me eat beets. Yeah, well, you and tried I'm, it. I, I'm still going down that those taste like dirt, but my I, my non-fish eating self, my fillet was spectacular. The try and went in for a golden beet. She's like, why is it colored like this? I said, there are golden beets. They're not just the red canned ones. Yeah, okay. She still didn't like it, but she gave it a try. I did. I will not try or slurp an oyster, but I did eat a beet. That's it. I know. Small baby steps, Lisa. That's right. That's right. A foodie I will never be. Chesapeake Bay, 48 hours. We've got to thank Lisa Hull, who is the Northern Net.
Event Planning District Commission Tourism Coordinator. She is a coordinator with the mostest. She is. She <laughs> is. And also another shout out to Jim Guta. The Corporate Director of Communications over at the Enchantment Group. Jim, you are the best. Thank you so much for lining this up for us so that we could have 48 hours in Chesapeake Bay. Don't forget train travel. Once again, closest station, Richmond? Uh, Richmond and Colonial Williamsburg are about tied. And I've been to both of them. They're great stations. Richmond is a great stop. If you're trying to make a trip out of this really, really fun city, the Jefferson Hotel, even if you don't stay there, it's one of those gilded age, beautiful places that you just need to walk in and it'll take your breath away. Colonial Williamsburg is, um, it's so cute because it's it's not period, obviously, but they did a really good job of taking a train station and making it fit in. My kids like Sturbridge Village yes. and oh. Plantation, so I feel as if this is very close to that experience in Williamsburg. They would love this. I yeah. know they say Virginia is for lovers, but I've this is my fifth or sixth time in Virginia, and Virginia has everything. Yeah. They really do. I'm, I'm falling more and more in love with the state yeah. um, in general. You've got the mountains, the beaches, you know, the, the bays, yeah. um, the history. It, there's just so much to do well, there. they're also a commonwealth, so we kind of gravitate towards common yeah you know I, I we are comparing <laughs> you to massachusetts but okay <laughs> we gotta do it for lisa and stephanie please take a trip to the chesapeake bay we have all the resources for you to find out everything that we've talked about on this podcast on our blog so make sure you follow us wherever it is that you go and you tag us hashtag wtbip where women travel better in pairs we'll talk to you next time